Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello, we're back for another edition of the CIO Weekly Investment Outlook podcast with Stuart Haslam and again with Dirk Stefan, our global investment strategist for the private bank. Hello, Dirk. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Oh, it's me again. Sorry for that. <laughs> it is. It's you. It's the same with me as well. It's, it's you and me again for the second week running. Um, let's go straight into it, Dirk. And I want to talk about I want to talk about storms today, because if we look out on the horizon at the moment, I see and hear and read about dark clouds. And of course, when we're talking about dark clouds, it's these this fear of a, of a recession on the horizon. What is our take or your take on this potential recession on the way and how should investors and market participants be looking at that? I mean, this went really quick. So the market went from, a, a, we, we like to call it market narrative, which used to be just a short time ago, uh, growthflation, so growth and inflation. We went quickly to stagflation, so some sort of, you know, slowing growth, stagnating economies and inflation. And now we are already in the, the big discussion, at least the last uh, week or so, uh, about an imminent recession in the US. So that went uh, really quick. And uh, one might argue that this, it was maybe a bit too quick. And if you want, um, I can fill you into a few details on that. Yeah, sure. I mean, I would be interested, actually, because I think, I mean, I feel like market participants and, and commentators in particular are a little bit torn. They're torn on timing. Um, they're torn on severity. So what's our view? This, uh, I think uh, the, the discussion, and rightly so, uh, circles mainly about the, around the U.S. now. So that's where we had the aggressive move from the Fed and uh, now... It's, it's mainly about expectations and sentiment, which might be indicating uh, a recession that's coming very soon. But uh, the recession is not a reality yet. So that's what I think many people uh, forget. So many people hear recession and then they, they hang up, right? So, but uh, there's much more to it. So I think it's very, as you, as you alluded to, very important to, to distinguish between uh, a normal recession or just a technical recession, just you know, two negative consecutive negative growth quarters, which should be, shouldn't be a big problem for the markets. Or if we are really heading towards something more serious, we had in the COVID situation, the great financial crisis or the 70s. Um, so um, I think uh, the, the answer to that is that we simply don't know yet what type of recession it would be, and we don't even know if we will get one. But the market narrative is clearly um, um, heading towards this. And that actually means that we see very interesting capital market moves as a reaction to that. So it doesn't just, um, to, you know, to give my answer up front, it doesn't really matter if we in the end get a recession or not, because uh, the market will, will actually trade on these narratives. Yeah, and that's a brilliant segue into my next question, because the next question is about how do investors position themselves and what are those asset classes that potentially right now are available at a discount, given what we've seen in the markets um, and our expectations moving forward? I mean, th this is uh, an interesting question, right? Because a discount implies that uh, actually you get something at a cheaper price and you, you hopefully we'll get more for that afterwards, right? So, and that's, I guess, uh, the, the very point we don't know yet. Um, but yeah, of course, uh, many parts of the stock market markets uh, became much cheaper. That's especially true, um, interestingly enough, for 
for industrial cyclical sectors in the market uh, is true for commodities, energy, basic resources, and also now finally the last few days, um, also the financial sector was suffering because uh, the market was um, sort of moving towards this uh, recession theme. Uh, where I, I would argue that it's still too early to tell what type of recession or if we, we are actually getting a recession, even though the likely, likelihood for that has clearly increased. But you see that in the market, in these stock market sectors. And very interesting is also the bond market move because we, we now finally saw yields coming back significantly um, because uh, the central banks are still hawkish, so they're still uh, perceived to be very restrictive. And at the same time, the growth expectations are coming down. So that's why longer term yields have, have actually moderated substantially, which is uh, good news for bond investors, at least. Yeah, sure. Well, let's speak about the news for investors as well, Dirk, because we're approaching the end of June, aren't we? Um, not only are we deep into, into or getting deeper into summer, um, we are approaching that earnings season point, aren't we? And uh, over the next couple of weeks, we'll start to hear from uh, companies in, in various sectors, you've described some of them, um, and that's going to, obviously, it's a look back, but it gives us some indication on how companies are performing. I'd love to hear some of your expectations on, on what earnings season might look at like um, for Q2. Yeah, it's it's uh, textbook style almost, because if you look at the earnings uh, expectations we get, you know, the aggregated analyst expectations, you will actually find that um, the, the global earnings picture has actually improved over the last few months. And uh, everybody is now expecting uh, that these uh, earnings expectations will, will have to come down. And normally analysts adjust their expectations after the company reports. So that's why the upcoming earnings season will be a very difficult one to trade. Um, but also, um, it's, it's again, it's very textbook style. Uh, you normally have stock prices reacting first just because the analysts are waiting for their updates. And that's why a lot of these, um, you know, lowered earnings expectations might actually already be in the price. Um, so, but yes, uh, company guidance will be important and um, any moderation in, uh, in yields, uh, you know, uh, which has been putting so much pressure on growth stocks like, you know, like NASDAQ, uh, US stock markets, especially. So any moderation there would probably be, be helping uh, these also important parts of the market. And then, uh, you know, there's just a couple of macro points, um, if you like, we can mention these as well. Yeah, well, I think we should. Let's finish off the podcast today with a, a quick look at the data points on their way for the next week ahead. So, and it's really only a couple I would like to mention, even though there, there's many of them um, related to the real economy as well, but I think the focus will be on prices. So we get one uh, very important one for the Eurozone CPI. So that will be very decisive for the future ECB action, of course. And, you know, if they're really that hawkish after all, and maybe we are in for another couple of months of, of tight, uh, tight monetary policy. And then uh, also in the US, we get the core PCE. So that is a very technical concept of price measure, but it you know, uh, turns out to be the favorite one of the Fed. So both are, um, uh, will be published next week. So this will be very decisive and it may actually give us some direction also then for the upcoming summer months in terms of trading. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, we look very closely at that as do all of our listeners. Thank you once again, Dirk Stefan, our global investment strategist and to all our listeners. Have an excellent week and we'll speak to you again next week. Bye for now. This podcast may be considered marketing material. 
The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount you originally invested. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, ECB, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority, BaFin, and by Germany's Central Bank, Deutsche Bundesbank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated, a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The product, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2021, Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank.